Lexus Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 2, season 25, the mighty season 25. Um, for the record, I still haven't figured out what season, what 25 anniversary comes to. I don't know whether it's 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 silver, gold or, or frankincense or meh. Frankly, I don't care. Just as somebody mentioned it last week when I mentioned it was season 25. Uh, all the boys... Uh, a way somewhere different uh rallying without doubt is our most exciting co-host he's in africa this week after being in sweden the follow the week before so he's out doing uh stuff with east african safari um jack's away doing roundy round the big john desborough is selling books somewhere trevor is telling somebody how to sell something somewhere else so because we said we were going to talk a little bit more about obviously rally two and stuff well um, rally 2 category of course I'm, I'm really going to struggle not mentioning R5 during this just for the record um, we thought we'd reach out so at the end of the podcast we've got Chris Ingram coming up but also just a little bit of a caveat and a little bit of segue we're also going to do a little bit about Donny Do- uh, Donnie Gall I was going to say then the Galway rally uh, coming up this weekend first two day tarmac rally in the Irish tarmac series for mm, forever anyway uh, we've got Killian uh, from On The Pace Note joining us who will be doing stage end on that so we do a little bit of a preview on that as well but at the top of the podcast it's always nice to have come in inverted commas some co-hosts uh friends of the show not being on for a little while um but i've got connections i've got international connections i've got sean johnson hello sean hello hello how you doing today johnny we're all good thank you very much sir we're all good sean for our listeners in the shortest amount of time just because we obviously just had a quick chat before we started recording what are you doing right now Right now, I am currently taking a break from teaching my girlfriend how to snowboard. Okay, pause. Pause. Piece of trivia. That's all we need. Piece of trivia is that I am a nationally certified snowboard instructor. There it is. So that that might show up at some point. Yeah, yeah. Are you touting for business? Are you touting for business? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not actually. (laughs) But (laughs) but this is. uh, Yeah, that's just piece of trivia. So I don't know what you want to do with that. There it is. Okay, and as ever, because um, they are one of the few crews that come as a pair, most people are either come on as a co-driver, a, a driver, and we do them individually, but um, they are metaphorically speaking joined at the hip. Uh, we've got Alex Karani, of course, Sean's co-driver with as well. Hello, Alex. Hello, hello, hello. Great to be back, Tony. It is great to be back. Alex, just encapsulate what you're doing right now. Yeah, just uh, trying to finish reviewing and finalizing documentation before my client releases their year-end financials tomorrow. So, uh, different kind of fun. Listeners to Absolute Rally, where I'm going with this, be more Sean Johnson (laughs) in your life. Be more Sean, less Alex. Hey, I'm a a, a role model in my my employer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Guys, listen, genuinely. I'm the one doing the big achieving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> listen, it is genuinely great to have you guys back on because we did want to talk about, um, you know, um, WRC2. Um, I'm going to have to get the terminology right. Um, you guys are back this year, Sean. Um, was it was it an easy sell for you guys to be back in WRC? Because, you know, you... you You've been relentless over the last couple of years in, in putting this program together. How easy a sell was it for you to be back in 2022? Um, so, I mean, it was interesting. Is it? Yeah, I had a, an arrangement with my sponsor before coming into to Monty that it looked like we were going to have a two-year program coming up. But then uh, 
shortly before I flew back to, to Europe to, to sort of start this is that um, he dropped the news that actually financially they weren't going to be in the position to keep doing the support for the next two years. So we have actually a reduced budget for this coming season. So, you know, I'm still very, very grateful to, to have the support moving moving forward for the season. But, you know, it's um, going to be a, a big part of the, the upcoming seasons that Alex and I are going to have to be busting ass and, and working hard to to raise more money to, to make sure that 2023 happens the way that we want to. So, um, yeah, we have decent uh, financial support. Um, we're not sure if we're going to have the money for the full seven rounds for the for the overseas round, but it's looking like at least the the six European rounds is is going to be um, in the cards for us this year. So, you know, that's uh, what we're looking at now is taking a break. We're not going to do Sweden, and we're going to um, – put some big focus into the commercial side um, before coming back in either Croatia or Portugal for sure. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll come to Alex and then I'll come back to you on that, Sean. Alex, you know, joking aside, we know you're a numbers man, obviously clearly in your, in your professional life away from being uh, in the silly seat, as we call it. Um, I know um, how difficult, you know, commercially, rally is as a sell i've been both sides of this particular conversation for for 20 odd years um i don't know the lazy thing would say to to be here would be to say oh you know you guys are americans so we'll 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 we'll, we'll sell the, the the american thing and we'll do this and we'll do that is that is that is that kind of done in this day and age because of just how the world has changed now. Just everything is, is is not so regional as it were, you know, with social media and things like that. How do you even put a presentation together right now? Because I guess you're just on, you're, you're on the same level playing field, I guess, now as, as everybody else in Europe. Uh, a little bit, although I think we still have our own distinctive brand as, as being Americans. And I guess it's more selling our own, you know, personalities, uh, Back to you know prospective sponsors, um, we are looking probably more in the U.S. than than in Europe, um, and I think there's increased interest in the U.S. in the WRC, and so we're hoping that us being Americans can help to uh, connect that interest in the in the WRC from America, which has always and traditionally been a little bit disconnected, to to make that connection um, a bit more real. Um, and be able to to use um, our experience and personalities in order to 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 drive that that interest in the WRC um, in the US and bring all of that together. Um, Sh- Sean, um, it's in, it's interesting, and I'm it's, it's, I'm glad that Alex said that because obviously I suppose you you have to look for 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 every niche and everything else, but. When you when you guys are doing stuff kind of and you're trying to secure budgets on on personnel, I wasn't even going to go here. By the way, this is just the beauty of the way we do things. Just the conversation, but right. when when we do stuff like you know when when you're doing stuff like this, I've looked at your times over you know the last couple of years. Um, you know, I I'm always interested to see what you guys are doing and stuff like that. You know, in many ways, you, you well, there's not there's no question about it. You're bona fide. You, you know, you you are achieving. Good results. There isn't a novelty factor here, but do, is there a, is there a, is there a risk sometimes where when you are kind of trying to sell on personality and stuff like that that you almost create a novelty element um, to it? Which could that take something away from your ability and Alex's ability? 
Yeah, I'd see it more of as a, a both and instead of an either or. I think I think in this day and age is that it, it is such a sort of a tough market for trying to to free up um, the money to go do this crazy thing. Is that I think we've been in a pretty comfortable position with with the personal sponsor that I've I've had the the last years who is who is behind the story and and wanted to help us. Um, but you know, yeah, things are changing financially for him, and so it's it's the same for for other people and other companies as well. So I think. Um, it needs to be a, a multi-pronged approach. Um, is it, I, I, I think it's it it doesn't make sense to just say you know oh here are the results and based purely on the results. And it also doesn't make sense to say hey we're we're this um, you know we have this this personality and experience set. Is it you know one of the things that Alex and I are going to be working on is sort of doing developing a, a Sean and Alex workshop to to market to companies where we have. Um, you know, this teamwork and trust and communication element from, you know, our lived experience in the rally car. But then also we have Alex's uh, experience as like this big corporate um, understanding of, of how things work in those kind of environments is that, you know, we're we're trying to, you know, create something truly unique based on both of our, our experiences, you know, for me as well as I have the year that I lived in a Zen center and I, I meditated three times a day and, and learned how to, to work with my mind in a, in a, in a particular way. So is that, you know, we have, we have these sort of unique experiences that we bring to the table and that how do we, you know, find a way to generate value and generate something unique for, for businesses. Um, that's more than just a, you know, the standard motivational speaker or something like that is that what's, uh, what are, what are the things that we can offer that's you know completely separate from the fact that yeah we've made really really good steps and progress in terms of our competitiveness and our our pace in, in the rally two equipment uh, in the last year so you know for me it's it's a both and then as well you know obviously looking to different B two B relationships and ways that we can also just through being the link to another business how can we generate uh, somebody a lot of a lot of money or a lot of business and so. That's kind of the the three prong approach that you know I certainly have in my mind, and that Alex and I are working together, and we're you know sort of building a team now of some some different people helping support us to to expand that network and start trying to put some pieces together and see where um, where our story could fit into the messaging of uh, of another business that's um, already doing a similar thing. So I, I I'm genuine. I'm I'm good. I wasn't going to ask you guys this, but I actually asked Chris Ingram this question as well. Um, you know, looking at WRC2 now and, and you know, it's, 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 it, 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 he hadn't, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll ask both you guys what I asked Chris and then I'll tell you what Chris said because unfortunately it's late in the podcast and you won't hear it until you hear the podcast. Right. But, but with, with Rally 2 now being the way it is and WRC2 the way it is and the way the restructuring is happening, especially the way, you know, we've got Rally 1 now, which is, you know, these cars, are fantastic but you know the 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 number of seats and stuff and i kind of put it to, to chris because obviously he's a talk sport and andreas mickelson's a talk sport and i said well chris the fact that andreas is there and he's won a wrc round and he won wrc2 last year and he's won erc do you not feel like there's a glass ceiling from a career point of view of of trying to get into a rally one car if somebody like andreas can't get into the car how do you t- how do you read that situation, Sean? From your personal I, point of view, obviously, I'm not asking you to answer for Chris. I'm, you know, from your point yeah. of view of what you're trying to achieve. So for me, I think um, 
I think that there's there's still still certainly opportunity for us is that um, you know I I know that the manufacturers are looking to have a rally in the U.S. at some point, and I know that the promoter is making a priority. You know, there's um, you know there's there's nothing uh, set in stone about any of that yet, but I know that it's you know for the rallying community, it's something that people are working on. Um, and so, you know, Alex and I, what we're wanting to do is to keep positioning ourselves as the American rally crew. Um, cause I think once, you know, if hopefully the, the WC does end up in the U S at some point in the coming years, you know, we want to, we want to be positioning ourselves to, to be involved in a program. And I think it's, you know, it would make sense for manufacturers that uh, you know, if Alex and I have the pace that they'd, they'd want to have an American crew in one of their cars at these events. So. Okay. Yeah. For for us. No, I was going to say with uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, oh, Sean. No, go on, Alex. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say just around the the point you're making about yeah, Andreas Mikkelsen and a lot of the the guys that have been very competitive in uh, the top class of the the WRC being in WRC two. I think it provides a, a benchmark to show your pace against. Um, you know, unfortunately, I guess with with Andreas, since he's been there, done that, maybe. He doesn't quite get the attention as being a up and coming new talent, but if you can prove that you have the similar speed to him, then I think people recognize that you will that you do have the capability to be fast in the in the top tier. Um, and while sometimes it can be a bit frustrating in the way uh, having some guys that have so much experience being you know down in sort of your that you know the support category, um, you do see what the benchmark is and you can go on, you know, WRC plus and watch the onboards and figure out and see how they're taking time away from you and keep using that as a learning experience. So, um, you know, you can get to that pace and then um, be able to be in the, the top machinery and also be competitive at that time too. Fantastic. I, I, I it genuinely, this, as I said, I, I wasn't planning on going in this direction. I just find everybody's journey in, 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 WRC2 right now fascinating because I'm glad that I'm getting positive response and I know don't get me wrong I wasn't expecting anything but positive response from from, from everybody um, but it's something we've debated as a podcast for the last six months when you know silly season starts and people start moving around and and I'm going to ask you this Sean when obviously you're looking for opportunities and stuff and I, 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 I'm not going to put words in your mouth but we were really unsure and I say we as the Royal We as a podcast, like when when L- Sebastian Loeb got the opportunity at High and Die, and obviously that ironically that pushed Craig out a little bit, and we were like, you know, really should we be going to these guys now that I've got all this experience? Obviously, Sebastian Loeb answered those questions not so long ago, <laughs> right. but but you know when you kind of look at those guys on on the event. You, do you see the value in them still being there? Is it still, you know, or rather, does the, you know, the inner child, you know, I'd be quite excited. And, you know, Chris Ingram talks about this as well. You know, the fact that you're on the same entry list and you're on the same set of results as, as a lobe and stuff like that. Does that, does that, is that hairs on the back of the neck for you as well? Oh, I mean, it, yeah, it's amazing. And, and just, you know, I think Alex and I said at the beginning of the Monty weekend just to each other, like what a treat it is to get to compete at such a legendary event. And then when you have names like Ogier and Lowe battling at the front and, you know, like it's, it's just such an honor to even be there. So, you know, I think as long as people like Loeb and Ogier want to keep 
making history and and keeping legends then all the power to them and and i just have to trust that you know it'll be our time further down the road when we've developed ourselves and put ourselves in a position to really earn and deserve a seat but you know for me yeah i i totally understand the manufacturers deciding to give you know guys like Loeb a chance because of just the the story and the media and then also the experience and, and the talent and you know there's there's accountability of <laughs> of those guys to be able to perform which you know obviously we're not gonna you know be able to deliver yet until we we get that opportunity to start building some of that experience but um no, I, I trust that, that our time will come and that it's our job now to just keep developing into the best rally crew that we possibly can. So I, I, I like the fact that, you know, and, you know, you guys have been together longer than most marriages. Um, that's the, the, you know, especially in rallying. Uh, what, what, one year longer than, uh, than my, my fiance. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask relationship advice from, you know, Alex. How do you and Sean keep it fresh? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but, you know, we keep, we keep, we keep have, trying to have a sense of humor. Keep, you know, ha- try to have fun when things are stressful. Yeah, you know, the 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 normal stuff, um, and uh, keep trying to find stupid ways to make each other laugh. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Sean, how you know your relationship now with Santalock is is is. You know, probably one of the longest now, probably, uh, you know, obviously you went through, you know, the DRC and then obviously into to WRC3, WRC2. Um, how easy was it to, to, to go back this year for you to, to, to a car that not everybody's got on with? It has to be said as well. Yeah. And, and so that was one of the big reasons that we actually reached out to a couple of different teams and got some new some new offers for this coming year. Um, and then. uh yeah, in, in, in the conversation with Santalock, yeah, after my sponsor dropped the, the news that our budget was going to be re- cut from two years to one year, and one year was going to be less than we had originally planned on it being, is that Santalock was quick to, you know, mobilize and start working with us on some different things and helping us, um, you know, fund some of our travel and uh, finding solutions for us. So, you know, Centlock also sort of extended an arm, you know, extended a hand in our direction, uh, which we super appreciated after, you know, the years of working together. And then also is that Citroen Racing in the in the off season, you know, did some some good development work on the car and you know, we've got a new sub front subframe in a car and a new damper, which in in the pre event test, the new damper blew me away in terms of the change it made in, in my ability to to really feel the car and um and have a have a better uh you know, sense of uh trust um and sensation of what was happening with the with the platform of the car. So um yeah they Citroen Racing did some good steps on the car. Santalock stepped up to the plate um, in helping with some logistical things for us, and so it just made it made every sense to uh, to continue with them. I suppose the other thing as well, Sean, is that you know not everybody has got on with that car, but you know you, you look at the results that that Mads has had in it. So yeah. and you know, Eric, well, yeah. who who's going to be our teammate for? For many rounds, at least this year, is that you know he he came in for the one round last year at Spain and and won. So yeah, so you know there's it's all it's 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 more maybe it's more the drivers getting hooked up with the car as the you know as opposed to the other way. So that must also fill you with you know with some confidence as well that you've got experienced guys coming in and getting in the car and winning. 
which for sure and, and i mean like Johan russell last year as well is it you know for sure he had the three years of french tarmac experience before his wrc3 season so you know he's he's had more time in the car but he obviously showed that the pace and potential is, is in there in the car for sure so i feel like you know sunslock is a very very experienced and good team you know our engineering staff is is top level um the mechanics do a great job and and I think it's up to Alex and I to just continue adapting to the equipment and, and learning how to drive it the way that my teammates can because I, I know that we can be we can be fast in it or I know that they can be fast in it and and I think we showed that as well in Monty that we you know we've never been so fast uh, in this equipment as we have in Monty so it was a, a good first step this year. Fantastic. Alex, um, we're going to come to Monty now. Um, we've, we've talked about pretty much everything else, which I didn't even think we were going to talk about. So I just want to come to Monty. Um, three or four times now for you guys, Monty. Does it get any easier? Yes, a third. Does it get any easier? Um, it no. Always, <laughs> <laughs> always, always a surprise. Um, you know, last last year obviously had some really tricky changes due to COVID and some really tricky conditions with uh, a lot more snow and ice and rain and slush and starting stages so early in the morning that it was dark. Um, but this year we had our, our own challenges with, um, uh, you know, having to get a completely new root note crew up to speed with our notes, which um, aren't the, the most uh, standard or vanilla, so to say. So to speak. Um, so uh, I, apo- yeah, I apologize, by the way, for distracting John Armstrong while he was doing it. Because I was texting <laughs> and I didn't realize he was with you. So I apologize if, if ever did you on any chat, it was probably me texting him about something. Yeah, so. no, no, no problem at all. He, he did a great job. Yeah. So no, no distraction. It was, cool. It yeah, 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 fine. yeah. No worries. And, and, and Cameron came in on a, a day's notice to, to do the recce with us um, and be there with, with John doing the recce and learning our notes and did uh, a, a brilliant job. I'd never even spoken to him or met him before so and he you know fit right in the team right away so we got fortunate there but of course it um that that did make things challenging going into the event um so i i mean okay it's easier than the first year because we we know a bit more what to expect but the rally is uh expecting the the unexpected to to a certain extent that's what's so cool about it but uh i don't think it ever gets gets easier and you can see even the the really experienced guys uh ran into, um, you know, even more troubles than, than us this time. Sean, uh, yeah. he, he, and, and I know because it's just fresh in our minds because it's just happened. Is there a greater deal of satisfaction on an event for you like Monty um, than, than any other event in, 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 in simply bringing the car home without a mark on it, so to speak? And I know we all want results, but as, you know, as, as Alex just said, it's it, it, it is a unique event, and I, I get bored saying it because I say this. I feel like I say this about every WRC event, but Monty is unique. It really is. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever really thought about it in those terms. And and like, is it is it more satisfying to get to the end of Monty than it is to get to the end of another event? Um. But just thinking back, uh, there is an extra element of relief and sort of satisfaction and you know gratification at the end of that event just because it is so tricky even this year during the recce when we saw like oh yeah like 95 percent you know dry tarmac is going to be a relatively straightforward monty you 
you know, it was, it was anything but. It's that five percent, <laughs> but it's that five percent, isn't it? You know, as soon as you go, that, yeah, that that fraction would scare me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that five percent was tricky, but then also the temperatures and you know, us struggling to actually get the the soft tire to come in um, is that we actually struggled a lot more with the tire choices than we thought we would. Is that trying to do the the choice between the soft and the super soft ended up being a lot more tricky and less straightforward than we had intended or, or expected it to be at least. So, you know, it was a really, really tough rally. And then, yeah, to drive that, that one stage with, you know, slicks on, you know, one corner you know, of the car and, and studded snow tires on the other corners that that's, that's a particularly, yeah, nerve wracking, kind of stressful, super fun, but also just kind of crazy, uh, experience as well. Um, so no, there's, uh, there's a, there's a special sense of gratifying, um, you know, gratifying sense of satisfaction at the end of this event for sure. Had you done anything like that on a test before on the show where you'd mixed tires? So we, we for sure always do, do some kind of cross like that just to get acquainted, but during our tests, this year, we actually only did the the softs and the uh, the snow tires instead of the studded snow tires. And to add the studs on top, it's you know it just moves around that extra bit a little more. Um, that, but I mean, we definitely did a good bit of testing. Um, we did several runs on the the cross of the slicks and the snow tires. So you know, it's something that uh, I I enjoy adapting to. Um, but then when you're under pressure, you know on the clock, on the stage, it's it's still another experience. That do you know what and rather selfishly, um as 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 a little bit of a driver and you're a full time driver, Sean, we don't think about our co drivers in this course. Our co drivers in this instance, your co driver, Alex, feels everything to his backside. So Alex, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, and you may not have ever been asked this before, in those situations where especially on tarmac, you know, you you you're normally used to the car being kind of pinned, when you've got that not, I suppose, unexpected or not natural movements on tarmac, and you're obviously you're looking down at your notes and you're feeling this through your bum. How do you dial out? And of course, you've got complete trust in Sean, but there's got to be moments where you think there's moments, but they're actually not moments. It's just because of the way the car's behaving. Yeah, it's just a bit disconcerting and a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and that's also just, um, I mean, I have to, Sean's really recalibrating himself between left and right corners and what he does and how much more room he needs to leave for, for braking and all those things. Um, but I'm trying to feel that through him and also recalibrate my calls for that. And, and also, um, you know, think about those left corners, uh, versus right corners, you know, in sister on, it was, um, you know, the, the left corners in the dry tarmac where kind of snap over steer. Um, but then, you know, once we got to the snow, then those left cor- same left corners were understeer and the first kind of downhill fast tightening one we're uh, hanging on in the ditch a little bit. So it's um, it's just another aspect to think about. And it's twitchy and a bit uncomfortable, just like it is for Sean. Just I'm just glad I'm not uh, having to personally wrestle the car and it's Sean's uh, hands and reactions that get to do that rather than mine fantastic listen guys I'm really conscious of time and I've took up more time than I've, I said I was going to take from you so uh, thank you because yeah. you've indulged me because we ended up talking about lots of things I didn't even think we would but Sean just just quickly if we can run through what 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 the calendar that you do know is going to be there this year if you can run through that with us um, yeah so it's going to be Portugal Estonia 
Greece and Spain is is what's currently in the the calendar, and then we're we're looking to see if it's either going to be Croatia um, or whatever gets slotted in 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 August. Uh, now that Northern Ireland's not going to happen, we were originally planning on doing Northern Ireland. We we were really excited to to go get that experience, but uh, looks like that's going to have to to wait a year, which is a bummer. But so yeah, we're trying to figure out what then our sixth European round is going to be, and then yeah, if we can raise the money to do it, um, then uh, then we'd love to do Kenya as well. But that's uh, that's a that's a big if at this point. Wow, wow, Alex, what's the best way um, people can get hold of you guys? Um, shameless plug for Road to WRC series on Dirtfish. Been watching be, it. Uh, been watching it. <laughs> been watching be it. I'm, second, I'm all over it. Second part should be out in the next uh, day, or maybe when this podcast comes out. And then, yeah. of course, uh, we're both on on that Instagram. So I'm Alex Kihirani, and Sean is at Sean J Rally. Cool, guys. Slide, um, slide into those DMs. <laughs> Yeah. Should, should we make reference to the fact that of your, your Skype account for this particular piece or should we just leave it there all I'll say folks if we've, ended up, we've ended up on, it, it feels like I'm on the dark web with the actual name that Sean has on this particular Skype account that's all I'm going to say that's all I'm going to say Sean, Alex thank you, thank you Microsoft for the randomly generated name I appreciate it yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can sponsor us. Ran- randomly generated my foot (laughs) listen guys stay safe sean you get back to just being the person i want to be alex you get back to your calculator (laughs) (laughs) guys as ever have a great one have a great one listen i love it love it love chatting to you Uh, folks we're gonna go to a little break and then we'll be back with killian this is Absolute Rally. Ireland's leading commercial note supplier, Killian Duffy, has joined forces with 2016 British Rally champion Craig Parry to form On The Pace Note UK. For more information, visit the website onthepacenote.co.uk. And welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. And um, we've just been hearing from our lo- one of our lovely partners on the pace note. And I thought, you know what? It's been ages, and it's been ages that we've had anybody from on the pace note, on, whether it be Craig or Killian. But also, the added bonus this weekend, the Irish Tarmac Series is back, and we just get the added bonus that we get to speak to Killian again. Killian, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Oh, it's great to be back, Tony. Great talking to you again. I- I'm always listening every week. Um, obviously, you're new. Uh, season is back and the discussion about seasons. But uh, I was actually listening to last <laughs> last week's podcast today. When you're young, I always listen to it when I'm tight the notes. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, yeah, it's good to be on. And of course, goal is this weekend. So well, it's excitement it, over this next award. I think what's what's important. It there's a reason. F- you know, you're always welcome. Doors are always open to you guys, obviously. But there's a reason for you to be on. And of course, and it is the return of the Irish Tarmac Series, which we've we, we've all been crying out for. Um, and it's just good to be back. You know, dare I say, are we getting close to normality again? I don't know, but we're back rallying. That's the most important thing. Well, I think it feel okay here at the minute, to be honest. Like, um, socialising and that has gone back to pretty much normal. Um, I suppose things seem to have settled with, with COVID here. 
And like Galway hasn't run a two-day event in years. Um, I can't remember the last time they actually ran a two-day event. Uh, you know, they're obviously part of the Tarmac series, um, but they didn't have the two days. So um, it's, it's great to have a two-day event back. I, I actually can't remember the pre-COVID when the last two-day event was in 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 Ireland. So like, there's a good excitement, you know, where they go to bed on Saturday night with six stages again on Sunday. So I know it's a proper, proper race and 15 stages, you know, nine stages Saturday. So and it's different characteristics. So it's going to be great, like. Uh, do you think, uh, you know, and I've, I've said this to a few people now, uh, whether it was towards the end of last year or certainly, you know, as, as we go into this season again, um, the, the the appetite, you know, because we have to suppress, I suppose, our love and our need to compete in rallying across the board, you know, at every level. Um, now things are starting to happen again. You know, is there a greater appetite, you know, the fact that, you know, when something's been taken away from from somebody you want more of it you know i'm you know i'm trying to get out more this year as an example and looking at this entry list you know it's it, it, the depth of it is is phenomenal yeah you're right the depth of it is um i think you know galway has struggled to start 100 for the last number of years even when they might have good quality uh, the depth wasn't just as strong just, just they weren't getting the numbers and there's a number of factors like most people you know, had time during COVID that they would have looked at what they enjoy in life and then when it was taken away completely, they might not necessarily been competing. Then they realised, you know what, I actually miss rallying. And then, obviously, the R5s now, the earlier R5s are getting more affordable. You know, aside from COVID, a lot of businesses would have boomed um, over here, particularly in the, in the building side of things. So it's nearly like we're revisiting the heyday of the Tarmac Championship here, you know, with the S8 and S9 WRC cars. And, I think there's a bit of a move on as well, um, and I suppose I'd be a, I won't say an advocate, but I'd definitely be a supporter of uh, allowing the right-hand drives. And I know the FIA has um, passed a rule that regional uh, regions can allow you know um, right-hand drives into their own championships. And that hasn't been just passed yet, but I think it's not far away. I'm hoping it's not far away. So you're going to get a certain generation of driver coming back there as well. So that's going to add more depth. And I, I know a number of people that have bought cars um, since they've heard the, the sort of more constant talk on this right and drive thing that are, are making comebacks that will appear later in the in the tournament championship. So I, I, I'd imagine it's going to get stronger as the year goes on rather, rather than weaker. And I think as well, with possibly with the right and drive, you're going to have some of the guys, you know, the top modified guys might just switch as well. You know, it just makes the switch a bit easier. Absolutely. I, 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 when I look at the entry list now, I'm just looking at the seeded entry list. Unfortunately, um, uh, Matt, Matt Edwards, multiple British Rally champion, ironically, was a car three. Um, not going to be starting this event, but just looking at some of the other names around, um, you know, Callum Devine, Alistair Fisher, Josh Moffat, Johnny Greer. Um, we, you know, I grew up, um, I think I'm, a, I am, well, I know I'm a little bit older than you, Killian, but I, you know, I go back to the Irish Tarmac series and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Donnelly and people like that. And, you know, they will stay with me for, for forever, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, aiming bowling, you know, all, all these names are starting to come back to me now, literally, as I'm saying it. But we're kind of, we're, we're at a new generation now as well. And, you know, you want these yeah, boys, sure. you, you, do, do you know what I mean? Especially with these, you know, the R5s have been around a while well, now. But the, what these, are got... the new, these are the new, these are the new, these are the new. Exactly, uh, that's where I was going, and yeah. And they're creating names for themselves, Watts and McHale's, you know, these are the, the new generation now that are going to be there. I mean, Alistair Fisher, 
you know, he goes to world championship stuff where he has junior championships in the past. Like, he's top of the pack, like, he's, he's there. He might not always have the look or might not always have finished, um, but he has the speed, like, and like, he's number one. Like, and Alistair Fisher, you know, he's, he's obviously has a business here. Like, this is where his interest is. This is where his, his roots are going to be um, from a competition point of view. Same with Callum Devine. I mean, he's gifted and more than gifted so in the European Championship. But I think, again, he's back to stay now. So, like, these are going to be the, the top level of the Tamworth Championship for years to come. And, you know, it is unfortunate that Matt Edwards didn't get a deal together and come to ball. I think there's good excitement from both spectators and competitors alike that, you know, everyone's seen the, the superstar performance he's, he's, he's done last year over the years in several events in the UK and Ireland. But it would have been great to see him here in, in Galway. And, like, there's not going to be many people, if any, quicker than him. And then, you know, I, I won't forget as well, you know, you go to Murray and Evans. Murray came to Galway, I think, two years ago. He was fast on the first stage. And um, so, I mean, he's steadily grown. Marion is very calculated. Like, he, he he probably hasn't wowed anyone on stage times, but he's very, very consistent. He's quietly going about his business. So, like, he's another one to watch for this weekend. And, of course, you know, you have Josh Moffat, Johnny Greer. Like, the depth, as you say, is there. Donna Kelly, Cam McCourt, and also Declan Boyle's actually out in his world car. Um, so, you know, he had a massive race with with Callum Devine and Johnny Gall Harvest. Um, so that would be interesting to see. And Daniel Cohen, and then is out in a polo, and everyone can see what the polos can do. Everyone that jumps into them seems to be seems to be very, very competitive. And again, going back to the old names, on one that's resurfaced, and after probably seven or eight years, it's Tim McNulty. He's out in a Mark II Fiesta or five, and it's right and right. Although at the moment, with the ruling, he actually can't um, win the event, we'll say, even if he was in a position to do that. But it's great to have Tim back. He's always an exciting driver, always a heavy right foot, so he adds a bit of mystique to it as well. So, I mean, you could keep going down through the list, but like, I'm looking here with 20 or 5 cars before you first modified. Um, and that's not to say they're all quicker than the modified guys, it's just the way the three come together. So, and the modified then is a whole different ball game. So, I, I can't wait for the Saturday morning, to be honest with you. And I think there's only massive spectator numbers out there. And the stages are accessible as well. You know, it's a plenty of vantage points. So it makes it probably easier for spectators to get in and sort of spread the crowds over several junctions rather than them being into a mountain stage where there's maybe only two viewing points, you know? Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm really envious um, because my my need to go and see rallying at the moment is is, is huge. Uh, you know, I, I genuinely can't think now the last time I was out, you know, I'm thinking obviously pre-COVID and everything else. And, you know, I love closed road stuff. I love... You know, I, I love going to stuff like that. And we've got stuff coming up, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, Northwest stages and stuff, which is, which is not far from us. But I just wanted to just, just, because if, it, again, it feels like a long time ago, but just thinking about when, do you think when Craig Breen came back and won, uh, the Irish Tarmac in, in 2019, do you think it, do you think it gave it more credibility again with drivers thinking, well, he came back and he had some big battles. Do you think it? Do you think it, it? It perhaps dipped, and him coming back gave it a little bit more shine again. Or am I completely off on that? By all means, put me straight. No, no, I think you're bang on. Like you go to any of his events there. I, I don't think he was fastest on the first stage of any of the events that he contested here. I could, I could be wrong. But like he got some serious races that year. Like and even Donegal, I know it was cut short, unfortunately, but. Like he was in, you know, same car as Sam Moffat. 
and, and Sam takes the victory. And, you know, he, he had some serious races with Alistair Fisher and Galway, Killarney, Callum Devine was faster up Mall's gap. But, like, you can't take away from the level that Craig is. And, um, yes, the guys, local guys can race them here, but I don't think that the local guys will go to Monte Carlo and race them because it's unique. I mean, Craig has the adaptability that he has great speed everywhere he goes. And uh, the Irish guys go really well here. It's not that they can't, uh, you know, represent themselves very well in Europe, but it's a different, um, it's a different ball game. But I think it's brought back to show the level of talent we have here, particularly on, on, you know, on their local roads. But it's not that they're, out wrecking them. It's just to know where the grip is, to know where the grip is not. And they're able to they're able to take it um, to Craig. So it, it was fantastic to see him back. Um, I don't think the championship now is any uh, lesser, we'll say, this year without him. I think everyone has set in their, in their steps to say, well, if Craig was here, you know, back in 19, we're thinking, oh, will he, will he be much quicker? And I think I was even talking to you, will he be much quicker? I was, I thought he'd be a second to take her. And he was, he was nowhere near it um, on, on nearly all the events. Um, so, but it did give great credibility to the speed the guys are going at here in, in the R5s and you know, I'm a great uh, you know, supporter of the R5s I think it's brilliant and I, I, I'm not one to say they're boring to watch I think an R5 drove on the limit is every bit as good as anything to watch and um, I think there's going to be a lot of R5s drove on the limit um, this, this weekend I think that's uh, you know, I, I genuinely uh, as I say are you, are, are you out on stage ends this weekend? Yeah, we have, so if, if anyone's listening on the Facebook, uh, Facebook page, uh, the poster will be going up today with Simon's, or uh, over the coming days with the timings of when we're live. I think the first live is 7.45 Saturday morning. That's what the car is into service for the start. And then I think it's around 9.45 at the end of stage one. So we're doing all the stage ends. And uh, the phone coverage appears to be good, uh, although in several thousands of people uh, descend on Lockray. It might uh, suck some of that coverage from us, but it's looking good at the moment. So we're doing every single stage end, and um, we're expecting huge, huge um, viewership on, on the live streams. And, you know, the clips of the rally as well have had millions of views over the last few months. So that's what people watch that in, in their clips, the action clips. So it's gone to the stage now where actually, before I'd interviewed someone and they had an overshoot, I've often got the WhatsApp before they've even got to me to show their overshoot. So, <laughs> yes, we haven't got the technology at the WRC, but we have a lot of people power out on the hedges with their smartphones. And uh, it's, it's very enjoyable. I, I, I'm obviously not competing just at the moment because um, I'm just so busy with everything between Ireland and the UK with the most. But um, it sort of gives me a great buzz to, to be in the in the action in some way, shape or form, although, you know, in interview and perspective. But uh, I'm fairly enjoying it. And, and, you know, I was only talking to Andy, Andy that does the stage ends with me today and we're sort of just buzzing for the weekend. Now, although the, we need the, uh, the waterproof jacket, hat and everything <laughs> on because I think it's the forecast, the forecast is promised very bad. And like the, the Saturday stages in Galway is basically a format of three stages three times and uh, the very, very slippy stages. And there won't be any, like, accident-wise, I think, you know, there won't be any, you know, big offs or anything. It'll be like where a person has, you know, damaged the TCA or hit the front corner of the car. It'll be slow speed, you know, where the car's nose on or, you know, only steer into something uh, because the stage is so slippy. But then the Sunday stage is the two stages, which would be Brady to be a famous Galway stage, followed by the Black Road, which would be almost one of the most famous Galway stages. But, like, they generally have a lot more grip than the Saturday stages, but the, 
the Black Robe stage is 20 kilometers. Like, if it was 10 seconds between the victory and the last stage, or someone's 10 seconds behind, it could take it on that 20 kilometers. So it's epic. Like, it's just there's so, so much in it, and there's so much time to be gotten. It. So, like, it'll be, like the, it won't be over until it's over at the end of stage 15. And uh, it'll be interesting because every rally takes a tail. You don't know where that story's going to go. You know, if my money was on someone, I, I answer to has to be on Alistair Fisher. Um, Callum, just he, he just he had a great last year, you know, with the harvest and Cork 20 and that. He just wasn't as happy in the Ulster. And I think if he has his car sorted, you know, his tail's up too. So he should give Alistair a, a good race. Uh, but they'd certainly be my two favourites for the for the win in the R5. I mean, you can't discount it from Boyle. It does make me feel old, though, when we kind of, you know, I was talking about, obviously, generations before, Alistair now, you think about where Callum is in, you know, in his life and where Alistair is, you know, Alistair now is the old hand, which makes me feel really old. I don't know what makes you feel, but it makes me feel really old. So Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Well, like, I'd say Alistair must be, like, Callum's 27. Yeah. Like, I remember sitting with Callum in a test before he'd ever done his first ever rally. Uh, I'll never forget it was in Cark Mountain in Donegal. And I'd be, I know the Divines for a long time. And Seamus rang, hey, will you sit in with the young fella? I was 17 at the time, and I, I always tell the story. Like, you imagine how young looking he is now. He was at 17, he looked <laughs> like he was 12. Yeah. And we're up in a C2R2 and uh, up in Park Mountain on the Friday before Donegal. He wasn't starting until the Sunday. And he lost it on the first run up the road. We both had the helmets on. Next thing he lost it on the series of bumps flat out in the C2. And I said, This child here is, is driving this car. But he never lifted his foot off the accelerator and I said do you know this, this young fellow is going to go far like so it's just ironic now you know that he's you know racing now at the, at the top of the game but as Alistair Fisher must be 31 or 32 at this stage I would say I think so, he's yeah, the old times but he has plenty of years he has 10 he has 10 good years if not more if you talk to Donna Kelly he has maybe 17 or 18 years ahead of him so yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so listen um, for, the, for the guys it, it goes to the on the Pace No Facebook page yeah, set your notification that you get a ping whenever we live. So generally I cover the top 30 odd and then so I do the end of one, I do the end of two and then Andy does everybody then the end of three. But it's rare that we crisscross across each other. Um, so it should be pinging. We don't we don't be live for the entire day. So basically when you get a ping, I could be live for 10 minutes go off air and then another half an hour later I could be live for another 10 minutes. So I'm just try to keep tell the story of the rally. So plus the action clips that are WhatsApped into us. So, yeah, can't wait for it now. Happy days. Listen, mate, thank you so much. Uh, I will be pinging uh, or getting your pings on Saturday. I can't wait. And, uh, folks, Please. seek it out. Uh, we have, obviously, we know our listenership is 50-50, 50% UK, 50% rest of the world. Uh, rest of the world, just go and log on. Even just, 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 just go and have a look for 10 minutes and you'll get it. That's all I'm going to say to you. You will get it. There is something special and there's something unique about the Irish Tarmac series. Killian, stay safe, mate, and we will catch up soon. Thanks a million. Great to be on again and keep up the great work. And best of luck you this again. Oh, I know. Thanks, mate. That's my any other business. We're going to talk about that. We're, we're doing this not in any order, but there you go. Uh, folks, we're going to go to a little break and we'll be back with Chris Ingram. This is Absolute Rally. 
Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. It feels like ages since I've said that, even though it isn't really, but they'll, still there you go. It is ages since, it feels like probably this time last year that we spoke to Chris Ingram, so it was a really good time to bring him back. Chris, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Thanks, Tony. Great to be back. Yeah, it's been... It's been a while. Almost a year. It has. Well, obviously, you, you, you announced, obviously, I think it was around this time last year, there was a two-year plan. So now, scarily, we're going into year two. Yeah, already. I know, which Crazy, is just bonkers. It? It's just bonkers. Um, we'll talk more about that in a second. We'll talk about your first Monty, um, because leading up to Monty, we were going to talk, obviously, and we didn't end up talking. But what I did do, I found a photograph of you and me in Monte Carlo yeah. seven years ago stood on i can't even what stage it was um Coldest arena. yeah we just for the for the record we didn't go together we just met up yeah, we just met, uh... <laughs> it's not like we had a romantic weekend away <laughs> but um but again you know whenever i you know i always forget that the older i get you you, you everybody else grows older as well but i still Whenever I think of you, I still think of your, your your enthusiasm for you know from I've known you obviously since you were you were a kid. You're not a kid now. You're a, you're a fully grown yeah. person, but you've still got that kind of <laughs> same enthusiasm. I'm still a bit of a kid. Yeah, no, that's fine. So am I, mate. I'm 47. Jesus, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I, you know, so I remember when I stumbled across that photograph. I was looking back when I was in Monte Carlo, and I found that picture of you and me. And then obviously, yeah. I seen some of the stuff leading up to Monte. I was thinking. I love the fact you still got that same enthusiasm. In fact, it, it probably more so now because, you know, back then yeah, you were changed at all. Yeah, you were trying to get there, and now you're there. And it's a bit like when yeah. we did. I always use this as a point of reference. I can remember us doing Rally GB together, um, and I can yeah. remember you being blown away being in Park Fermi on your first Rally GB. Yeah. And we, you know, we, I remember us talking. I always use Twingo. That, yeah, and and I always use that as a point of reference. Of just you know about how much of a of of a rally probably geek that you are really, which isn't an insult these days. Massively. I think it's, yeah. So to be on an iconic event, Monte Carlo, yeah. competing for the first yeah. time, aside from everything else, walk me yeah. through that. Just talk to me about that for a sec. Where do I start? I think you know. Firstly, it's when you sent me that photo. That was. It's so nice to look back and think think about that, even though it feels like yesterday. Yeah. It's mad that, you know, I dreamed of being here and now I've done it. And I'm, it's, I'm so grateful that I've been able to do it. Yeah. Just, just to do it and get the plaque was enough for me. Yeah. But then to be fighting the likes of Mickelson on stage times was just mega. And, you know, I, for me, Monty's always been the one, like the standout dream event, because I went to watch it a few times, and because of Loeb and Ogier, and competing against them, just a dream come true, really is. Do you know? And I've got a feeling there was so many other people who had that, you know, and, and, and even in you know Rally One, Rally Two, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm guessing there was so many other people to kind of look at that timesheet and go 
I'm on the same, you know, I'm I'm in the same yeah, kind of same entry, really. same yeah. entry, but I'm in the same district, you know, and with regards to you know, it's you know, the kind of the top fifteen, yeah. top sixteen. We, is we were starting the first stage six cars behind Loeb. Yeah, which is just mental for yeah. me. How, how, how did you keep your fanboy under control? Because we've got Jack Bennion, <laughs> and Jack Bennion is the biggest Loeb fan. And of course, we were taking the mick out of him all weekend, to be honest with you, on, 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 on text not, and everything else. He's been quiet lately. Yeah. Not heard of him for a while. Yeah. But yeah, um, I didn't keep it under control, is the answer. <laughs> if you saw me going over the start ramp, I had no idea it was all being filmed, you know, all down. I thought they'd filmed the top 10, 15. Yeah. But they were filming, I was filming the whole thing. Yeah. And I asked the guy who was waving us over the ramp to take a picture of me on the ramp. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I had no idea it was all being filmed and I was supposed to be being interviewed. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Listen, let's, let's get to the event. And yeah. uh, I don't think words can ever do it justice and rally fans or even, you know, people who compete. Um, and I've obviously I've never done the rally. I have been out on the rally, um, working on it and stuff. But it's such a unique event, isn't it? And we we say this about so many WRC rounds, but Monty really is. Yeah, without doubt, it, you know it's an extra two or three days to start with, but the prep needed to, you know, all the different tires, the winter tires, the studded tires driving on ice for the first time in a, in a tarmac car on tarmac tyres. Um, it takes an, another big bit of learning because it's another part of rallying really, isn't it? You know, you've got rallying on gravel, rallying on tarmac, wet, but then this is another another thing to con- consider. Um, and I, I put in a lot of prep. I was in Italy the week before with my engineer driving road cars on an ice track and we, we actually did a few laps in a Skoda as well so it was the best prepared I've ever been Brilliant. and then a two day test with Top Sport so I was the most confident and prepared I've ever been going into a rally fantastic you mentioned Top Sport yeah. obviously you returned to Top Sport last year but Top Sport has become this monster yeah. almost now, hasn't it? You look at you know the the drivers that they're running. You look at the you know the, the setup and the service, but all of a sudden yeah. th- this this one kind of small team that was did a bit of racing and then ventured into yeah. rally and is now this this Skoda monster. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think I was the first European to go with them. Yeah, and uh, nobody had heard of them. I hadn't heard of them before I spoke to them and we did the ERC. But now that it's safe to say that they're the leading private team, yeah, by far. How is it, you know? And, and obviously, when there's there's so many in a team, um, you know, essentially it's it 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 can be like two, three teams in one, especially when they're running so many cars. But you know, when when you're doing tests and stuff like that, you know, you, you mentioned Andreas there, and you know, yeah, I'm really interested in this dynamic because I am I, I I'm perennially a positive person. But and we we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast between all of us, you know, you know, Ryan, myself, and Jack, and and Trev, and and John, and everything, is that it must be. And how would you square the circle in your head if Andreas can't be in a World Cup right now? Yeah. How do you square the circle in your head 
that you're on the right path. And, and I'm saying this not as maybe it's Chris Ingram, but anybody that is in, you know, uh, rally two at the moment, who's looking at somebody mm-hmm. like Andreas, who's not getting a drive. How do you square that mm-hmm. circle? I've not thought of it like that because I feel like, you know, I'm obviously a few steps behind him mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at the next step rather than a few steps ahead. Okay. Which is the right way um, to go. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting point, but I think anyone who would be dominating in the class would get a chance, surely. And he's, he's, He's won both championships last year, but he's not really dominated. Um, and a lot of people have been quite close to him. So I don't know, maybe it's because there's not enough manufacturers. Mm. Maybe it's because he's already had a chance for a long time at yeah. the top level. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it, you know, it, it's just one of the... We, we've talked about it quite a lot, and we, we, we're, we're, we're always fearful for, for a lot of the drivers. You know, is this, this, we, we've talked about we use the glass ceiling. You know, you know, you can get all the way yeah. to the top of Rally Two. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get the terminology right this year. I'm still calling them R5 cars, um, but you can get all the way to the top of Rally Two. But you know, yeah. where do you go then with, with Rally One? You know, and and it and it must be hard. But I suppose what you're saying, I've not even thought about that. To be honest, sorry, mate. Well, forget I said thought, it. I've only thought I need to be. I need to be winning in Rally Two. That's the, the next yeah. goal. Do you know no, what I mean? and, and you know what? That and that's that's that, that makes it more palatable and easier to swallow and easier to deal with the smaller steps each day and all yeah. that. So no, you yeah you, you're right. And and as I say, it's just something that's come up yeah you know, a couple of times in conversation we've had with all of us um, during the course of the last yeah. six months. To be honest with you, but um, just going back to going back to the rally, obviously, and and looking at. Um, the positives you can take because you know tough first tough tough first uh, the second stage rather obviously you had gearbox issues and stuff like that how easy is it for you these days Chris to, to kind of hit the reset button when you have an issue like that and go okay um, there's nothing I can do now we've just got to try and put on the best show for the rest of the rally than we can do yeah I think everyone thinks I did that very well Okay. But in my head, I was still absolutely gutted. Right. Um, for the next, at least the next two mornings. Because I was just frustrated and gutted and angry. I knew we'd, we'd lost any chance of fighting for a result. And I think deep down, I did want to fight for a podium. Yeah. Um, but I just thought... I need to focus and just do my best every single stage. I did the odd shit stage where I just wasn't on it. Um, my folk, I knew my focus wasn't where it should be because I was a bit frustrated. So I opted to just do my best and not do anything stupid because well, I needed to get to the end. And then I just, on Sunday, I, just I woke up feeling that. really yeah. good. Yeah, I, I woke up feeling really good on Sunday and had a push on a couple of stages and the times were really promising. So, and then you know we climbed from forty second after the first night for uh, three minutes fifty two seconds behind Mickelson. So at the end of the rally, fourteenth overall, three minutes forty six behind Mickelson. Yeah. So if you look at it like that, it's 
really it's tremendously positive well the other thing was as well is that you were you know and the fact that maybe subconsciously you did it and i'm not trying to put words into your mouth and i'm not trying to give you an out here but equally yeah. you knew you weren't gonna you know barring you know catastrophes for you know lots and lots of drivers around you the result as you say was was was, was probably gone but the second best result you could get was to finish that rally to be ready for it next time yeah exactly rather than trying to, it, rather than losing your head and sticking it off we still you know. picked up some solid points and yeah got all the experience we did the best we possibly in circumstances so yeah that's it isn't it absolutely so the events for this year Chris what are they so uh, we're not doing Sweden but, but I'm going to go and wreck it because I've never been to the rally next up we're doing Croatia, then Portugal, Sardinia, Greece. Uh, we're going to see what will replace Ireland. Uh, and then we'll, we'll decide on the last round from there. So most of them I've done last year, which is, you know, it's going to be great to go back the second time. Yeah. But I'm also really keen to do something before Croatia because it's a couple of months away and just to stay sharp. Um, I really want to do the Northwest stages, but would need to find a, a car for it. Wow! I sure, I, of all the events you could have listed, then if I would, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I would never have guessed that one in in all my days. I've not done anything in the UK for so long, Tony, and it's mad. It's, it's a shame, you know what I mean? I've not since I've become European champion a few years ago. I've not driven in the UK at all. Okay. So we need to we, we we need we need we need to find Chris a car to do the Northwest stages, which is just it's saying that out loud just feels bonkers. But, <laughs> but listen, um, if anybody's listening, they can help Chris do the Northwest stages, uh, preferably not yeah, in this in Micra. A, even in a Nova or a Micra. I'm sure we could get by you in Micra, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> listen, mate. Um, Lovely to have you back, and we will have you back a lot more this year, okay? Um, I just wanted to touch base with you. So, Chris, look after yourself. Enjoy a couple of days downtime before you move on to uh, the next tasks in hand that WRC drivers have to go through these days, and we'll catch you up very soon, okay? Thanks a lot, Tony. See you soon. Fantastic. That was Chris Ingram. Folks, we'll be back same time, same place, in Little Podcast Hall next week. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Kielder Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.